0: Hello and welcome to another season of In the Envelope, an awards podcast. I am your host, Jack Smart, awards editor at Backstage. I'm here to give you a front row seat to the industry's most exciting awards races. Who is in the running? What makes awards-worthy film and television? How can you, listener, win a statue of your own? We're sitting down with actors to get that insider's perspective on these questions and more. And maybe, just maybe, we'll get a tantalizing glimpse in the envelope so here we are Jamie for another round another round of in the envelope hi
1: we're back for more punishment
0: (laughs) yes we are we're back to the front lines of the races this time uh with some film as well as tv stars thrown in there Yeah,
1: yeah um how have you been I'm good. I've, I've got the sniffles, so uh, oh, I don't sound no. my best, unfortunately. <laughs> it's been terrible.
0: me. <laughs> you're a voice actor and podcast host.
1: I know. This is not ideal. No. But uh, it would be easier to lose a leg doing this job. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but how are you? How are I you anyway? I don't want
0: that to happen. I don't want that to happen either. I'm good. I'm, I've am i been gearing up for, I guess, what is known as film awards season. Yeah. Um. As well as TV. I mean, TV is a year round, frankly. (laughs) So the Emmys are over. And we were thrilled, of course, you and I were both thrilled to see guests of In the Envelope go on to win Emmy Awards in September. Have you
1: recovered from Ann Dowd winning yet?
0: You know, I kind of feel like I haven't really thought about it. So no, oh, I haven't recovered because I, I think in some ways I'm still in denial i'm still sort of in shock that she won How, what did you think i really i was really shocked
1: yeah i was quite shocked and and yeah. absolutely obviously i mean no wonderful. one's more shocked
0: than and out but
1: no no because she wasn't you know she's not hugely well known even now but right uh really that was such a wonderful result i think everyone was pleased
0: i mean we just love her because of that spectacular interview she gave yeah and uh we have more of those lined up don't we we do we do indeed Um, In fact, we already have one in the bag. I'm wondering if we should go ahead and introduce our first guest of season two of this podcast.
1: We should do.
0: Um, His name is Richard Jenkins, Uh, for those of you who have not been reading the episode description of this podcast episode. um, Richard Jenkins is the star of the upcoming Guillermo del Toro movie, The Shape of Water. Um, Mm -hmm. And he plays a closeted gay next-door neighbor of Sally Hawkins, who plays the main character. His name is Giles. And um, I think this role really exemplifies like everything that makes Rich- Richard Jenkins such a fascinating actor. And he's kind of one of those actors where it's hard to put a finger on what makes him so great yeah. because there's a lot going on under the surface. But as he puts it, it's just about living your life on the screen.
1: Yes, And I I was interested to hear his thoughts on your question about being a character actor and what Mm. what that means to him. Yeah. That was interesting.
0: Well, and he's worked steadily throughout the industry. We talked a little bit about the fact that he got started in theater. Film largely was the goal for a long time, but it wasn't until his mid-30s that he really started going out for film and making that priority number one. Um, And he's just one of those... He's a working actor. He's worked steadily up to an Oscar nomination in a film called The Visitor from a couple of years back. Uh, he has a primetime Emmy Award for HBO miniseries Olive Kittredge, mm. uh, which co-starred his longtime friend, Francis McDormand. Um, and probably my favorite part of this interview is the way he talks about Frances. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's amazing, of course. And he... He can kind of get to why she's amazing. He's worked with her so so intensely.
1: Yeah, the admiration was clear.
0: Yeah, and and the emotion, just yeah. remembering the their work together and in, in multiple projects actually. Um, and I do think that there will be con- there will continue to be awards attention for Richard Jenkins because the Shape of Water is just really special. It's really unreal. I have you seen it, Jamie? I, I, I haven't seen like it yet. yet no, yet. but I,
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. But yeah. It sounds great. It really does. And um, my wife and I will definitely watch it. I kind of feel like Richard Jenkins is the Ann Dowd of this season. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Don't you? Yes. And that bodes well for
0: him. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, he was full of wisdom and very much the kind of guru for the working actor. Yeah. Should we roll the tape? I think so. Richard Jenkins is an Academy Award nominated actor for The Visitor and Emmy Award winner for Olive Kittridge. He worked at the Trinity Repertory Company in Providence, Rhode Island, including serving as their artistic director before transitioning to film and TV. He appears in the upcoming Fox Searchlight Pictures film from Guillermo del Toro, The Shape of Water. Here it is, our interview with Richard Jenkins. Tell me about *The Shape of Water*, as if I have not seen it. To tell me about your part, in shape of water. Oh,
2: it's a story. It's a. Oh, it's so hard to explain. Really is. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to explain. Um, and if you tell too much, then you give it away. Mm. It's um, it's a story of a a woman who falls in love with uh, this creature. Um, <laughs> and uh, I play her best friend and next door neighbor and it's Sally Hawkins and mm. me and Michael Shannon and Michael Stuhlbar, Octavia Spencer, and mm. uh, it's a Guillermo del Toro movie. It's beautiful, it's, it's funny, it's a little scary, it's a heist movie, it's a romance, it's a, it's a, it's a million things, but it's, a, it's really a, a movie about love. Lovely. Yeah. And how did
0: you get involved? Did you audition?
2: No, no, Guillermo sent me an email
0: one said uh, <laughs> I,
2: I i want you to play giles mm-hmm. um, tell uh, tell i love this script and t- oh he said tell me if you love this script as much as i do mm. and i read mm. it and I, the next day i wrote back and said uh, i think i do and that was it how do how did you know him i didn't know him never oh, wow. met him never he met emailed him. out of the blue yeah but obviously you would have you were dying to work with him i mean everyone uh, I, would i yeah i did every the, actor. you know i knew his stuff i had seen pan's labyrinth mm-hmm. but um Yeah, it was was just odd. It was great. It was great. (laughs) How often does that happen? (laughs) Um, Well, it happens once in a while. You you, you just, you know, you get a call, you get Mm -hmm. an email. Yeah, I'm always curious, like at
0: this point in your acting career, like how many uh, of these opportunities come from auditions
2: or how many come from offers? I don't audition anymore. No? No. I would. Yeah. I would. It's not that I wouldn't, but Mm -hmm. I, 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 I haven't auditioned for a long time. What are your thoughts on auditioning? I don't I never minded it because it okay. was a chance to act mm-hmm. because if you auditioned and they gave you the part you knew that you were what they were looking for if sometimes they offered to you and I always had this feeling if they offered it to you and you showed up and you you start doing the scene they go really jeez that's uh-huh. that's not what I thought we were gonna get yeah so um and then I, that's terrifying yeah yeah, it can be but you know it's it's um and it's oh you know auditioning. I live, about, I live in Rhode Island, and I used to mm-hmm. have to come to New York and audition. I did that for 15 years, mm-hmm. sometimes four or five times a week. So it, it was a pain, but that, I never minded.
0: Yeah. Was that auditioning for on-screen stuff? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Because correct me if I'm wrong, you were, you were up in Rhode Island with Trinity Repertory Company. I was, Company, yeah. And you were the artistic director. I was. I want to ask you about it as well. But this was as your film and TV was kind of taking off, so mm-hmm. you would come to New York mm-hmm. for that.
2: I would—this is back in the day when there was no Acela Express, and we had one car, and my wife would need the car. She was a teacher, and and so I'd take the train in, and it was a four-and-a-half, five-hour train ride. For a five-minute audition? Well, sometimes, the, you know, okay, freeze. Don't move. That would be my line. Okay, <laughs> thank you. And I was oh, God, I got a five-hour train ride to go home. <laughs> and so I get on the train. I get back. I get the phone. call. Could you come in tomorrow? Okay, so go back in. Wow. Because I knew if I didn't— if I started using excuse of oh it's such a long ride, they'd stop calling. So interesting.
0: So it is just it was just perseverance. It was just determination to make it happen. It was just well, it
2: was. You know, I was thirty six when I started to do movies, and mm-hmm. and I just didn't want to. I appreciated how fortunate I was, so so I just didn't want to lose that, and I, I. So it was just part of the deal. You just got on the train. Yeah.
0: So with that attitude, you're not devastated when you. Have the one line audition, freeze,
2: don't move. It was always hard. And know, then, don't. if you get rejected, is, is that always just? Oh, well, these rejections not never easy, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, are you saying you don't like me? Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah. That, that's. It may not be. It usually isn't. But that's what you hear.
0: Totally, because it's your yeah. it's your person. It's your you that's are right. your own instrument. Absolutely, you're it. That's
2: very good. Yeah, I mean, you, I, I don't understand how you can't take it personally. You are all you have. And that's, you know, that, and you're enough, actually. But it's hard to believe. Right. It's hard to believe sometimes that, you know, that takes a while before you to yeah. say, well, you know, this is it. I might as well expose who I am and not try to hide it.
0: Well, I feel like, I mean, of course it's hard. I feel like it's, it must be hard because of the
2: rejections. You're just, it's drilled into your head that you're not. <laughs> you're, 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 yeah, they basically say, we, we don't like you. Right. But it never got, I mean, it get me. It got. Get me down, but it never yeah. I'd never thought about quitting.
0: Right. And so this was at the film stage. You said mm-hmm. you were thirty six. Mm-hmm. And before then, take me through it. You had been
2: you moved to Rhode Island to join was an join apprentice. The theater company? I was apprentice. I was hired as an apprentice at okay. Trinity Repertory Company. Wow. And now I'll tell you the story about this is um, Adrian Hall, this Six-foot-four Texan who he – he kind of talks like he was – he was just this genius incre- – I came right out of college and this is the first place I went to and, and I auditioned for him in New York and the guy before me was – had a guitar. And he was singing and playing the guitar. And I could hear them clapping and laughing in there. And I thought, oh, God, this is going to (laughs) be. So I'm next. So I go in and I I read this prepared thing. And they go, thank you. And I walk out. (laughs) So I get a call. And they say, they hired you as as an apprentice. I said, really? Wow. So we got in the car, packed up, drove out to Rhode Island from Illinois. Wow. And the second show, really the first show with him, he said to me, okay, uh, now you – he could never remember your name. He would call you Thing or something. <laughs> now, you you play the guitar. You str- str- strum strum the guitar. Strum, strum, strum the guitar. I said, Adrian, I don't play the guitar. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want you to p- play the guitar here. You play the guitar. I said, Adrian, I don't play the guitar. Uh-oh. He looked at me. He said, well, um, darling, that's why I hired you. Did he think you he, were the other guy? I thought I was the other guy. <laughs> 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 and, and, that's how you start you launch your yeah, yeah, theater and I came home and I said I think we're going to have to leave here <laughs> but, oh my gosh yeah that's true did you
0: have to land the guitar?
2: no no <laughs> no I didn't I was just waiting for the shoe to drop though. So, you know how the, did
0: how did you keep the, the gig?
2: I don't because it was like it was too much trouble to get rid of me by oh the, wow yeah yeah.
0: That's extraordinary. And the fact that you started as an as an apprentice and <laughs> technically by mistake. Yeah, by I mean, mistake you became yeah. the artistic director eventually. Yeah, I did.
2: I did. And and well, he was there for a, he was a real mentor to me. He made mm-hmm. me direct. I didn't want to direct. He goes, "Do it." Cool. I said, "I don't want to." He said, "It's good for you. Do cool. it." So he so I started directing there. He gave me mm-hmm. great opportunities as an actor. And he left and he said, "I want you to 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 be the artistic director, I said, Adrian, that's the last thing I want to do. Mm. But um, so anyway, they came to me when they had some financial problems and um, said, would you be the interim artistic director for one year? And I said, if I don't, what will happen? They said, well, we'll close the doors for a year and then reopen it. And I said, well, if you close them. You'll never reopen it. I mean, not as sure. Trinity rep. So I said, okay, I'll do it for a year. And you know, all everybody in there was my friend. Mm-hmm. All the actors, um, much of the staff. So mm-hmm. I stayed, and it, I started, and it ended up being four years. And because we 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 were just hard to get out of debt, and we finally did. We got subscriptions. We're uh, back on track, and uh, mm-hmm. and then we found Oscar Eustace.
0: Oh, okay. And
2: Oscar took it over and was there twelve years before he came to the public. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. It's great. I see. It was great. So you
0: were just thrown into the deep end of keeping it.
2: I was. You know, there's a part of me that wondered if I, I wanted to see if I could do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, but I knew after three weeks that I was not an artistic director. I oh, didn't wow. I didn't like what comes with the job fundraising. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you know I would say stuff like they would say uh, why should we give to your theater I said it's not my theater it's your theater you want it you gotta pay for it come on what are you talking about my theater I know this. it's your theater it's the city's theater it's the state's theater come on It was like no you can't say that scaring, okay. them, scaring them off yeah, yeah. but um, uh, and they would say when you get your financial house in order come back and see us I said well if I get my financial house in order why would I have to come back and see you you, right, you know all these right. fundraising groups you're were. The, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you're so the solution. I was not a. I was not good <laughs> to fundraiser. <laughs> so. And and you wanted to be mostly on stage. I I, well, I I wanted to be in movies. That's what okay. I wanted. Uh, okay. And I was in. I was starting to do film and television. Gotcha. And so when I took the job, I said, "Listen, if something comes along that I really want to do, I'm going to go do it. Now you have to. Hmm. That has to be okay with you, because I. Uh, this is not going to be my life as an artistic director.
0: And did you know why did you, why did you want that? Why film and why not continuing theater? My was that always life, the dream? I wanted to be in movies. So how did theater come first? Was it kind of?
2: Well, it was. What was the option was there for theater? Yeah. Um, I I went to a small school in Bloomington, Illinois, Illinois Wesleyan. Mm-hmm. Um, I had done five lines in a play in high school, and I knew I wanted to be an yeah, actor so. from the time I was. To Ten years old. I don't know why, but I would go to the movies and go, that's what I want to do. <laughs> so I went to school as a theater major, and I didn't have any experience. The first thing I saw was their production of Hamlet. I'd never seen Shakespeare. Wow. I think I read Hamlet in high school or something, but I, as we say, I skimmed it. Yes, um, I did the same. Yeah, we all did. You yeah. know, Cliff Notes. Totally. But it was incredible. Here were these kids my age doing – shakespeare mm. and it intimidated me and it blew mm-hmm. me away yeah. and i but that's how it kind of began you know um i i was i didn't audition for anything the whole freshman year because i didn't i was terrified you okay. had to audition you had to sign up And mm-hmm. never did it never that's did terrifying. It. yeah and at the end of the year the head of the department called me into his office and he said who are you I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "Well, I know you're in my class. I, I know you're there. I see your name." But he said, I, "We looked at the sheets. You haven't auditioned for anything." And I said, "Well, I don't know how." And I thought you were going to teach me. Oh, okay. And he said, "You got to step up." I'm not a bad actor. And he said, "Not a bad actor." And not, not, I was a bad actor. Not a bad <laughs> answer. So um, mm. uh, he said, "Well, you got to participate. Mm. Come to Summerstock. Yeah. There was a Summerstock program. I did that." and cool. then that's how it kind of started and he was fabulous to me he could have thrown me out but he didn't sure
0: well taking that first leap is hard especially when you're an in high school it's terrifying it's yeah. terrifying you know
2: totally. and and the theater department was just full of life and fun and yeah. you know i had come from a small town in illinois and yeah. i had never been in, around these incredibly interesting fun cool people. Yeah. So, well that's not that that makes it sound like the people I was around weren't that We're way. boring. <laughs> I actually know that's not true because I had a great time growing up. I had a wonderful yeah. time, a lot of great friends.
0: Um, mm. was there so the you saw this production of Hamlet and that was obviously a huge turning point. Was there a film or a TV show that you saw that was that you remember being like the earliest? Oh, I should do that.
2: Well, when I was a kid um, I just anything. I didn't didn't matter what came to our town. I would go. Cool. Um, I remember falling in love with Haley Mills. That was my. Um, <laughs> but the the movie that really cemented it for me was Alfie. Mm, mm-hmm. Not the remake, the original Alfie with Michael Caine. I was a freshman in college, and I was just thinking, what you know. Can I do this? Should I do this? Yeah. And I went – I just went to the movies by myself one day and uh, I watched this extraordinary performance mm. and about this man who was totally empty and every – and he didn't have a clue. Uh, and I thought oh, – Oh, cool. My god. If, and I just moved me. It just really moved me. Um, and I thought, how do you do that? That's what I want to do. Can, is that possible? Oh, interesting. Wow. Um, and so that that it came along at a time when I really needed it. Yeah. Uh, that film. I mean, I for I didn't go there looking for an answer. I just went to no. go to the movies, and I said, if I could ever possibly do something like that, it would. Uh, that would. My life would be okay. Well, and that's
0: not necessarily the kind of film that I would think would inspire no. that kind of no.
2: response. But but what I saw was this guy who thought he had his life figured out, mm-hmm. and the fact is, he, it was it was empty, totally empty. Wow and he never except he did say if you if you ain't got your peace of mind you ain't got nothing at the end of the movie and sometimes i wonder well, well what's it all about and that that's Oof. that's the end of the film but i just Oof. i don't know it moved me it yeah. just moved me
0: and now you're an oscar nominated actor oh <laughs> emmy winning actor oh my gosh <laughs>
2: How did you that think happen? that that would?
0: Did you think that was in the future? No. Did
2: you want that to be in the future? Well, I just, I just wanted to be a part of this world. I love, mm-hmm. I love film. I love the people in film. I love, um, I love the process. I love the fact that you get together for eight, ten weeks, sometimes two, three, four weeks, yeah. and you all come together and you become friends, and and you separate, and you may not see each other for ten years, but you pick right up where you left. Mm. I just love the world. I, I I've never liked knowing what was next in mm-hmm. my life I've never liked um, being able to tell you what was going to happen down the road six months from now as opposed to you even know, like 25 years mm. so I've always loved that I'm part gypsy I think
0: that's interesting. Most often you hear the opposite of like, I have to have my life planned six months. Oh,
2: I can't. I months just – uh, yeah, yeah. when I was beginning, I remember people saying, well, there's no s- job security. And now today <laughs> there's no job security anywhere. So right. – but but that's what I loved about it. I yeah. loved the fact oh, so that I cool. had – because right around the corner could be a shape of water. Yeah. Or of vi- the visitor, visitor, or Olive Kittredge, and wow. it's a phone call. You know, somebody totally. Fran McDormand called me up, said, "For Olive Kittredge, I want you to play Henry."
0: I loved that. I loved that
2: show, and so, much. so and it's like it just came to me. Wow. And um, the visitor, same thing. You had worked with Francis before that. I had done point. four movies with her. I hadn't. Yeah. I mean, burn after reading, we we. Uh, I was smitten with her. She wasn't interested in me in in the film, but uh-huh. but and and so I'd done like three coen brothers movies and i'd done four movies with her and we were friends but it was you know it came out of left field she said uh i want you to play henry well and that was great casting too i think that was a smart move on her part well it was such fun yeah
0: that was a beautiful miniseries
2: man it was her baby too yeah she bought the rights to it yeah she 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 and jane jane wrote the script Mm -hmm. hired me hired lisa Went Miniseries. to HBO with it. Yeah, it's, it's the
0: fantastic. Best. They're the best. Um, you were saying before we began that you were joking that you you really would not go back on stage. You really would not. I don't do. know if I could. But see, I I mean, I would contest that. But <laughs> oh, you mentioned that it's just different muscles. Like, what is the difference between acting theater and acting s- screen? No, there isn't any
2: difference. Oh. But but uh, stamina, <laughs> maybe. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, Which no, is... I, there really isn't. Acting is acting. I I, I you know. Um, uh, 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 I always found it hard when you were sitting on stage in a you know, twelve hundred seat theater and on a rocking chair. Sure is quiet out here tonight, you know, yelling. <laughs> but no, it's from it's the same. It is the same. Yeah. That stage whisper thing where you're like from your gut <laughs> right. but you're still whispering. Right. Stage whisper so they can hear you in the back row. Yeah, that's really, really tough. They'll hear us. Yeah, yeah. It's um but it I loved I mean uh, there's nothing like a great play, a great production. Yeah. yeah. There's a yeah. lot you invest in in theater. You know, you see a bad movie, you go back. You know? right. Sometimes you see Leave two or three bad you. plays in a row, it's hard to get people back. You know, it's sure. it's it's right. an investment. But when you see something yeah. that is extraordinary, it, it just never goes away. Yeah. You know.
0: Sitting and live with a bunch of other people. Yeah.
2: There's nothing like it. Yeah, there is nothing absolutely. like it. You're in the room together. You're all kind of breathing at the same time. Yeah. And when it works, it's just extraordinary. Yeah.
0: But well... In terms of, I mean, as someone who is who did move from the theater world to the film world, and consciously,
2: right, for the most part. This cappuccino is so good. Do you want to plug hyperbolic audio it in is, It's a cappuccino <laughs> with cinnamon. It tastes like Thanksgiving. It's so good.
0: Yes. <laughs> now that fall is here. Um, what is, I mean, so if acting is acting, what is your advice for a theater actor who's stepping onto a set for the first time? What's like common mistakes? Something that they should keep in mind. I
2: don't. You know, it's um, it, it, the thing that you find. Everybody asks you to do a lot of things. That the you know, if you have to, you have to hit your mark. Just like in the theater, you have to be heard. If you're not heard, it's you know, what's the point? Right. Um, you have to hit your mark. Then they say, can you speak up? And then can you? The light's better if you're angled over here. And there comes a time. It's like you you're helping so many people out that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. which is just trying to live your life in front of the camera that's what you're supposed to be doing and so um you know you you do try to be helpful but but sometimes you just say yeah and then you go ahead and do what you want to do anyway um <laughs> because it's it can get i found that early in my career that that you know um they were asking you to do a lot of things it's that and 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 if you did all those things right, that would be a good performance. It has nothing to do with that. It just has nothing to do with that it's um, about living your life, it is. Living a it, life. Is. it is and uh and and sometimes they have to figure out how to catch that, how to find that mm. you know, and you work with great sound people that can figure it out right, and really great dps that that just totally. They they, f- they can figure it out, you know? And yeah, you're yeah. Not, you, you'll hit your light. You have to be there. You have to be seen. Yeah. But um, it can't be about that.
0: Yeah, you can't con- like conform your performance no. to the requirements no. if it means that you're not doing right. it as honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so building that, living your life on screen... That just comes from training, and it comes from building up instincts, which, of course, you can do on stage.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. You yeah. just, all, you know, you have to kind of wing it every time. You have to kind of step mm-hmm. off the diving board and, and not know what's below, and it's it's terrifying. Yeah. But but when it happens, you love that feeling, and you want it again and again, and it doesn't matter if you're on stage or if you're on – it's like, wait, if you have a great performance on stage, usually the next show, if you're, you're an idiot like me, you try to copy what you did the night before and it just never works Mm -mm. it's just dead it's dead once you make a decision as an actor this is what it's going to be it dies ah the creative process dies it's even when you're directing if you say the door to the house is there uh uh-huh first day of rehearsal you're done that shuts down so er a million options are shut down wow okay so you try to keep everything open to change as long as you can. I see. I and, gotcha. And okay. even when you're shooting, every time the camera rolls, you have to deal with what's in front of you. You have to try to deal with what's in front of you. And uh, hmm. and and again, live your life. So it's not Harold so much Aguskin about. Harold Guskin taught me that. Harold Guskin is a was a coach, a brilliant coach that I actually was at the Indiana Theater Company. Um, and he was a member of the company. He was older than we were. And um, it was a touring company of graduate students. And this he was just better than we were.
0: Uh-huh. He was just better.
2: <laughs> and I heard he taught a class in his basement. And I said, um, could I take a just class with you? Yeah. And he said, I wondered when you're going to ask me. Uh. <laughs> and um, he he's the one that just kind of turned the light bulb on for me. Cool. Mm-hmm.
0: And that I'm so fascinated by this this idea of like, at what point do you make the – choice as an actor so much of of acting is making those choices but you're saying if you make that choice too early you shut down all the, all the options I, you
2: don't make choices i mean you, you, choices are decisions and you, you do what you do you know it's one of those things where for me it i was boring myself as an actor. Mm. it was just so if I knew I was boring myself, I had to be boring people watching me, right, and I thought if this is all if this is the way I'm going to do this i I should do something else. there's got to be a better way and harold was was just made it very simple and made one understand that y- 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 it's you, yeah, it has to come from yeah It's has to it's it's all you have to offer is you, right I yeah. said, but, you know but I'm not that interested stop <sighs> you're enough, you're enough, right. So it's about self
0: awareness, but it's also kind of about like self like respect <laughs> almost
2: uh, interesting it is holding yourself in in like to have faith that you're not boring or yeah. to have faith that you're and, not. And, and it's very hard for some of us to do mm-hmm. I, I i mean I found it you know I wanted to be like Michael kane right that I wanted the... to be at the time like you know Lawrence olivier and right. and uh, it's like that's a dead end because you're not going to be that
0: no and uh, trying and, to
2: imitate that isn't going to get you and those guys were not interested in being somebody else right so mm. it's a, but it's when I mean, you're young you see things that you uh, admire and love and you try to copy and yes. uh, Jason Robards was a I love Jason Robards and uh, you know but Jason Robards is Jason Robards and right you know so it's uh, it's a it's a journey it's you know it's I never thought about doing anything else, but I just knew that I was not happy with the way I was performing.
0: Right. And then you – before you took these classes, you mean? Yeah. 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 In his basement.
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He was very – he was amazing. Actually wrote a book called How to Stop Acting, a wonderful book.
0: How to Stop Acting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love this kind of anti-acting approach. Well, it
2: it, it means – what he's saying is uh, how to act.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and how much of that has to do with just listening to your your scene
2: partner and responding well, to has a, ton, a million watching, listening, seeing what's going yeah. on around you, watching. Her. That's what I noticed with him on stage. He never missed anything, I and mean, he was just there. Yeah, and um, you know, I mean, everybody has their own way. Everybody has their own demons. Everybody thinks about it in in their own way. Yeah. But but um, you know, that was just for me. That's what I needed.
0: Yeah, uh, was Harold. And I'm going to go back to Frances McDormand because I am under, i feel like I'm under the impression that she's has a similar approach. Yeah, she's yeah. not. She doesn't make the the choice and sticks to that forever,
2: and it's a boring no, logical. She's choice. there. She
0: comes she's from there. her own. She's there. Yeah.
2: There were a couple of times that I'm I'm getting moved thinking about it, where I said something to her and I just saw change in her face. Mm. You know, she was there all the time.
0: And how much does that change take to take from each take uh,
2: in a scene? Changes sometimes a lot.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that always just blows my mind because then it's up to the director to decide what version of that scene he wants. Well, you know, it's interesting.
2: It it, it changes more when you trust the director because if you don't trust the oh. director, you're afraid to give options. I see. Because yeah. it's like um, and and, wow. and and sometimes you know. I think about scenes that I did—I think about scenes and stuff I did in movies 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that I, I wish I could go back and do again. I think most actors do that. Yeah. I mean, because I used it, like, I really sucked, man. What was I thinking? Why didn't I see that? Why wasn't I relaxed enough just to mm. see that, you know— Totally. It's, it's like, well, that's what happens. You you finish a scene, and you're wired, and then you go home, and you're relaxed, and you wake up in the mor- and at night, and you go, oh, my God! Yeah. Because I have the perfect— you yeah. let— you let go. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Man, we're talking about acting. Oh, this, this is odd. This <laughs> you is mean in odd. an interview? <laughs> yeah, an yes. interview. Right. Right. Um, I don't, you know, it's like I don't usually talk about that because it's so personal. And it does. Of course. What yeah. you say about it may not mean anything to some other act. I mean, it's just, you know. Sure. It, 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 yeah. I think if you talk to actors, you'll get a million stories about yes. how they. Yes, yeah. indeed. I mean, and, and some great ones, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um I believe it was on I believe it was on this podcast Brian Cranston uh described that feeling as the subway audition when you've left an audition and you're taking the subway home yeah. and you just remember all the ways that you could do it. But I'm always interested. I'm always relieved when actors admit that performances they've done like actual maybe it's captured
2: on film and everything. You look back and you go I, I I Absolutely. Wish I could go back. Absolutely. I I don't think there's a project I have that I don't go, wish really? I could go back. And some less than others. Some I yeah. some I'm happier with than mm-hmm. others, you know. And then sometimes you do something that that you you had no idea it was going to be that. Yeah. And that's when it's great. That's when it's fun and it makes perfect sense.
0: Is that when it's great? What if it's terrible? What if like the product is bad and you thought it was really good? <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> you you do that's something Harold used to say to me. Uh, I would finish something, I'd say, is it good? And he would say, don't you know? Because you better know.
0: You better know, yeah, yeah. And I saw The Disaster Artist last night, which is about the making of The Room, the, uh, like most notoriously bad film in uh-huh. Hollywood. And, and it's all of that. It's everyone on that movie was sure that it was terrible, and it was, of course. But nobody backed out because
2: it's just a job it's just a movie well it's good that they th- were sure it's terrible it's if you thought yeah. it was great and it was just terrible right. then you go now what do i do I, right do i trust myself ever again not in touch exactly and, you know but you do, you know you talk yourself in to whatever it is you know talk yourself into it i mean i guess you do but i don't think there's ever been a project that i've done that i don't think this has a chance you tell yourself that this this could really at, be great. At greatness, yeah. and and most of them do have a chance. It's just yes. so hard to make a good movie. This Absolutely, really, it's tough.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about watching yourself on camera?
2: Um, I got over it. You know, yeah. I, I, it's like a muscle. I, I used to really I hated the way I looked. Yeah. You know, I just saw every flaw in my face, which is I have twenty million of them, and and. I thought I—it's like I one day looked in the mirror and go, "Hey, you know, I think I'll be in movies." It's like, what, <laughs> what, what? What are you thinking? But no, you know, it's it's you know, it's who you are, and sometimes it's helpful to watch yourself mm-hmm. um, if you can get past the uh, the grotesque feeling you have, um, and sometimes. It's gotten easier over the years. Let, just let me say that.
0: Well, and I feel like that's part of like the self awareness, just like journey inward of of knowing who you are.
2: It's knowing what you look like and knowing yeah, well, and what you sound like, what you, you look like, you yeah. know, and and it's it's not. I don't hate it anymore. I I um, you know, it's my face. I better get used to it. You mm-hmm. know, it's like it's, it's what it is. <laughs> you could change it. <laughs> I could. Suppose. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> but it was like I, I looked the other day and I thought. I'm bald all the way back there? Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a lot of that in I Shape I, of Water. I thought I had more hair than that.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, God.
0: Um, do you have a type going off of that? Do you consider yourself or at any point
2: in your career a, a I play type? a lot of people who are 70 years old. <laughs> uh, a okay. type? Um, I don't know. I'm, I, I I play a lot of different
0: things. Mm-hmm. But like at, like earlier in your career, did you did you when you were going out for the freeze, don't move types of roles, did you have to kind of brand yourself as one thing?
2: No, no, I never did. I never kind of was anything, you know. I yeah. was never. I, I always never quite write for anything. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever like you know. Sometimes Even when you get something. Yeah, sometimes yeah. somebody walks in that they, they cast a part. These maybe got four days work, and the actor walks in. You go, oh my god, these and the. It's perfect. I mean. It's perfect. Yeah, and then you realize there were probably thirty people that read that were just as wonderful, uh, but maybe this guy was shorter and or taller, and they right. needed this for, you know. Um, but I've always felt right. like I've never been right for anything, really right <laughs> for it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I don't amazing. know if it's just me or, yeah. I I but I do read things and I think, um, oh, I. I think I could bring – so I might be able to bring something to this. Mm. And then I, sometimes I read stuff and think there's so many guys who could do this better than me.
0: Mm. And so you say no?
2: I do. Or you go, Yeah. I do, yeah. Because you kind of have a gauge on what characters work. I used to think I could do everything, but now I realize that's just – that's a fool's errand to think that's going
0: to – Sure, sure. Let's go
2: looking for that.
0: Um, well, and what do you think about the term character actor? Like what does that mean well, for you? I
2: don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I I like it. It's what I am. I guess that's what I'd be. As a, I guess, you know, I'm an actor. I'm not, you know, it's like, okay, I'm a character actor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's because some people use it just to mean something that's not like a leading actor, or
2: some people only use it to mean like I only play like eccentric weirdos. I I mean, it's, you know, I play a lot of different stuff. I've I've had a chance to play a lot of different guys, Mm -hmm. and um, I've been really fortunate. So I, as long as I'm not, I mean, everybody is pigeonholed. I mean, you can't play. I mean, there, I don't think right. I could do Juliet very well. In I would Rome love to see your or, Juliet, or my, my Romeo would. I could don't know if I could climb that balcony, but um, <laughs> it's you know, you 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 can't do everything. So I guess not. There's only one lifetime
0: too. You can't actually There's only do one everything. lifetime, right. right?
2: But I try to find things that are interesting and and something that I connect with. Mm-hmm.
0: And talk to me about that, the the reading the script process. You must be such a good, I feel like actors at your level must be very good readers of scripts, of knowing, oh, that's really good writing. Oh, that's Oh, you know it not. immediately. You know yeah. it
2: immediately. Yeah. yeah.
0: You mean you, you've you read so many that aren't. But that's also, yeah, because that comes from an instinct, too, that's developed. Bon, I did a movie called Bone
2: Tomahawk. I've uh-huh. uh, never heard of it. Probably. No. Yeah, it's a terrific movie. It was written by this guy, S. Craig Zahler. He did uh, uh, Brawl in Cell Block 99. It's just uh-huh. out now. Oh, cool. And I mean, I played the backup deputy to Kurt Russell's sheriff. Okay. And I was reading it, and all I could think of as I was turning the play- page was Please Don't Die, Please Don't Die. <gasps> Please don't die. I love this part and the oh, script cool. so much. That's really what I was thinking. Oh, come on, don't die, Chickory, don't die. <laughs> Which puts you on the on the edge of your seat, kind it, of. Yeah, it was like, oh my god. That's great.
0: Yeah, it just came out of left field. Yeah. God. What do you remember about like reading those first scripts for Six Feet Under?
2: Well, I only read the pilot. That's all they had. Right. And I. I had never read anything like it before, yeah. and we, while we were filming it, we thought, "We do we've got something here." Will anybody else think that? Mm-hmm. I, we just didn't know. Yeah, but it was, yeah, it was a, an original piece of Very. writing, especially for television, because television mm-hmm. at that time—I mean, Sopranos was on the air, but yeah, um, that the golden was, age was that, not that kind 20... of started. It was, and, yeah. and you know, f- to get a script like this was like really, yeah, yeah. something with so many genres. Yeah, it was incredible tones.
0: How do you go about playing a dead man?
2: I have no idea. In fact, I don't even know who the guy was because
0: mm-hmm. I
2: changed depending on who I was talking to. Mm-hmm. I was I was their mm-hmm. idea of me, mm-hmm. so I was different with every child, every son, every daughter, every the yeah. my wife. You know, everybody. Talk about not making choices. I mean, not, talk about like yeah. You just kind of you, you go with it. You you did, did you not have a backstory for that character? Well, only what they talked about what you in, know. in the yeah in this, like because the canon that you know if it's not on the page if it's not on, in the script it yeah. doesn't matter it is that true matter. for every role i think so okay
0: yeah. wow yeah
2: i think so because because i've spoken to actors who just write novels they yeah. just write them yeah, i know i, I know and some I get, we all have our different ways of going i don't do i because i think every clue but those novels they write probably come from the script yeah that they, they all find these ideas through yeah. the script and it's it's a it's a jumping off place for them mm-hmm. but if you do something i find if you do something that's that's you know if you walk around with your finger up your nose for the whole movie because you this is kind of a, I mean it's an extreme example <laughs> mm-hmm. because you say oh well, i think this guy and you know had broken his nose and he his nose bleeds and he has to keep his finger <laughs> and you never talk about it in the movie it's yeah. just weird you know? that's so just weird. Yeah. so if it isn't on the page, yeah. and that's where the clues are for any any person you're playing. Yeah. Of And sometimes you'll come up with something, from, and a writer will go, where did that come from? I said, well, you wrote it. Yeah, yeah. Where? Right here. Right. Oh, my gosh. I as didn't, long as you can back it up and yeah, not it's just It's say, always – it's just – that's where your ideas come from. Yeah. It all comes back to writing. Mm-hmm. It all comes back to the it page. It does.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk about The Shape of Water. Mm, happily. What is it like working with Sally Hawkins, especially in this – Role the two of you had to do a lot of
2: nonverbal communication and yeah. a lot of almost it felt choreographed. Um, it was actually pretty free. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, she is. We, we. I thought it was important. And and when I read the script, that we had to be friends. Mm. That's what the script said to me. Is mm-hmm. like, and and even then, I didn't really know how good of a friend she was until three quarters of the movie was over. Mm. Um, that he realizes that, that this shoots. this is this is where his I mean he's been it's like you know there's no place like home, he'd been searching yeah. and searching oh, like cool. Dorothy and he comes to find out that you're my only friend.
0: <sighs> yeah. Oh, I got I got that. Yeah. And
2: and but they need each other so badly. They, they do. They do. And and he kind of you know not dismisses her but you know. He thinks he's See? he's the mentor and she's the student and you know mm. with movie musicals and mm-hmm. we'll do this and we'll we'll go to the pie shop together just let me handle it I'll mm-hmm. be you know don't don't make a scene and, mm-hmm. you know and um, uh, and so we had a rehearsal and I be, we became friends instantly mm-hmm. and and I as I said to her I've said this many times in interviews I said you're my friend now and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> uh, I I adore her. I I think yeah. she's spectacular in this movie absolutely and i don't know i just think she, i just think it's just such a beautiful performance
0: i try to wrap my head around the amount of work that must have gone into her performance and i
2: can't even well i mean there. come on man i said all her lines i mean you, did, Jesus, you literally did I <laughs> she mean, has no lines in this movie she has no lines. which she's, is really she, extraordinary. She's, she's mute in the movie and she signs yeah. and uh
0: this is why i'm fascinated by chemistry some actors really have it together
2: well, when you trust each other and you like each mm-hmm. other, you're relaxed with each mm-hmm. other. And re- relaxation is a huge part of this whole thing. Mm. Just being at, at home, yeah. I- you know, in front of the camera, that's a really big thing. Yeah. And, um, sure. you know, you you we laughed a lot. We, you know, she's hysterically funny. Yeah. And um, she was always up for anything. Yeah. You know, was never like, Risks. oh, I don't think I should do. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was, she's. She's the real deal. Sally yeah. Hawkins is the real deal. She's amazing. Yeah.
0: And how much um, direction did you get in, in any of those scenes?
2: Well, you know, Guillermo, he lets you bring what you bring. Yeah. Mm. But he has a world that he knows about that he, you just kind of think you do until you see the movie just, and you yeah. go, oh, OK. Yeah. That if you step out of there and, and he'll say, oh, he'll bring you back oh, in. But, cool. but he's he was great. He let. He let us play, you know. Um, yeah. and there's this, this, the big scene is when she's telling me and making me repeat what she says mm-hmm. um, about helping her. Mm-hmm. And you're refusing. And my, my refusing. Well, we, that, we had rehearsed that. Sally and I just together. We just hung out and rehearsed it and just to be friends. Mm-hmm. And it was always different. And, I was, and we came to shoot it, and it was totally different. Mm. And, um, and she hit me in one take. I looked uh-huh. at my watch, which wasn't in the other take. I, I looked at my watch while well, she was signing. She smacked me. And, and then I said something about, well, you hit me. Uh- and, and which just was a, a, a response to that. Uh-huh. And why did you hit me? Which, and, and all of a sudden, I think the whole thing, you realized how serious this the whole stakes, thing was. Mistakes, yeah. The stakes. So the hit was not in the script. Mm-mm.
0: But it did end up in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love
2: when an actor enhances the script in that way. Well, I mean, you know, it's not organically. Like, you know, people yeah. say, "Oh, you you improvise." No, not really. Yeah. It's there in the script. It's there. That's it's what this that scene thing. is about. This is about. This is so important to her. Yeah. You know, um, you know, yeah. I didn't ad lib very much in this movie. It's not like? But there. It, yeah. But it. I think um, I, the line "interesting guy," I said to her after. Oh, touched my arm and put his hand in my. Yeah, organ, and I, said, interesting guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a great line. Um, and and um, you know, because it's there. It's like yeah. Uh, this is a your boyfriend's. A, he's a, quite a guy. Yeah. You know, I, right. I, I go from calling him a fish in a tank to you know right. your, your fiance. As and as somehow I. all of that is in like as you say the world of this. It's in the world. It's like film. it's easy. It's it's not. It's not something you're looking for or you're trying to find a, another line. It's just right. you're there, and it just makes sense, and yeah. you say it. And, and if it was wrong, Guillermo would go, no, you know. Right. But, but Guillermo was – he was hilarious. He, he, um, I, I said, Guillermo, I'd like to try this scene. I'm going to try to – I'm going to do something different. And he goes, okay, fine. So I changed it up and did it differently. He goes, good. good. I, I said, maybe we should cover it in a different way in case you don't like it. He said, Richard, we are not that kind of men. <laughs> We make up our mind. We start with it, oh. <laughs> and about an hour later, he comes over. He goes, "I think we'll shoot it again in a different way, just in case."
0: <laughs> and so he's still a little bit hilarious. of a perfectionist. Like, he's hilarious. He, he hilarious. must be the kind of director where, as you say, like seeing the final product is just like completely different from what you had
2: envisioned me. and what blew you, my mind. Yeah. I forgot I was in it. Really, I guess. watching. I it. never get lost in a movie. That's I mean, cool. usually I was just like, and then I'd show up and go, "Ooh, jeez, there." <laughs> uh, I just – I flipped out. Yeah. I saw it. I had no idea how he was going to cut it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say he's it's, – it's a kind of film language that you just don't see anymore.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. And you know? I think that's why it feels
2: like an instant classic. It's like what a... movies can do. Yeah. And yeah. they just don't do it that often. I mean, it's – I walked on the set and there was my set – and Sally's apartment and my apartment, and and this is something I've said a million times, but it's true. It was everything in it was authentic, but nothing was real. It was a movie. Oh. It was a. It was a. It was a concept. Yeah, that's in keeping with his style too. Absolutely, the color, the peeling, mm. the. It was like beautiful poverty.
1: Yeah, uh, the yeah. the
2: peeling paint was red, and underneath was a green coat of paint, and it's the other color. And it was all. Wow. It was just that hallway. That hallway it was the most beautiful hallway. Totally, uh, it, I just I, I could I love being on my set on my in my apartment. Yeah, well, I'm I'm production design. Correct me if I'm
0: wrong. Really does affect the process of yeah. creating a it does a character or a scene or a all in
2: forms costumes everything. Yeah. Usually costumes I I don't have much opinion about which I don't know maybe I should but and so, but sometimes I say no I want this, this is what yeah. I want. But um, uh, Lewis just did a fabulous job with the costumes. Yeah,
0: uh, the design, of course, is it's just impeccable. And,
2: and he, and you know, Guillermo has a color palette. He, he thinks oh, like yeah. that. You know, I want this to be warm. I want this to be cool. I want this. T- mm. uh, he lit it like a like a black and white film. Mm. The camera was moved <laughs> like a '40s studio film. There was no handheld. It was all dolly shots and crane shots, and and it just was. It was like. I thought Spencer Tracy was going to walk on the set any mm. minute. It was like it took me. It just it's like this is what it must have been like to shoot back in those That's days. That's so awesome. Yeah. Did you watch those those
0: '30s and '40s movies that Giles that Giles watches? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, my wife is a choreographer, so okay. uh, I, I kind of once uh, we were together, I started to watch them more and cool. love them. And then we do musicals together. We've done two mm-hmm. uh, where she, we co-direct and she choreographs, and we. You know, I love musicals, and uh, I love the fact that Giles loved them. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Talk to me about this. I mean, I almost—I don't want to get into spoilers, I guess. But this movie is, as you say, it's about a lot of things. It's—it's it's all over the place. But one is—is is very much these characters are all outsiders in their own way, mm-hmm. and Giles is a obviously closeted because it's set in the '60s, yep. gay man who fears prosecution. I mean, what does he fear? Well, I think it it
2: ruins your life if mm-hmm. people know you're gay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You're ostracized. Mm-hmm. You just didn't. You did. I didn't know anybody who was gay. I was sitting in my high school until my fortieth reunion. You know, yeah. and then yeah. you know, there's a guy. Say, yeah, I'm gay. And it's like Um because That's you just didn't. It, you just didn't do it. You mm-hmm. didn't say it. You would be ostracized, mm-hmm. uh, especially in a in a you know, in the world I came from. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. You know, it's you're trying to just get through the day. And, yeah. and and yet Giles at the same time doesn't want to see the civil rights he doesn't want to see that, the the thing on television. Turn mm. that awfulness off, I don't want to see that. I love yes. that. I love it. Yeah. It's like it's like, come on, Giles. You know come on. they're they're doing what you should be doing. You know? Yeah um but well. he but he comes to learn. I mean mm-hmm. he, he does change and yeah. he's kind of in his own world for a long time and Yeah. Out of fear, I think. It is out of
0: fear. Yeah. It's out of
2: fear. It's uh yeah, that was one of several moments in the movie that
0: felt like, oh, this is not just a '60s set fantasy.
2: Pe- like this is also a 2017 movie. Absolutely, it's very relevant. Absolutely, because that's where 1962 is where "Make America Great Again" is what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. if you were a straight white man, 1962 was great. It's the ideal, yeah. But if you were anybody else, it wasn't so terrific. And this movie's about everybody else. It's about everybody else. The ones, the, the Michael the, Shannon, the overlooked – Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and but you can see where that path leads him. Yes, uh, <laughs> right. You know, in you the know, universe, he, of and this. he's trying his best mm-hmm. to yeah. live to live that life. Mm. You know, yeah, of 1962, the like col- like color book, um, yeah, Coca Cola advertisement type life. It, it's, yeah. the, it's the art that Giles is doing. People with with yeah. smiles like that. I think there's a line in there where he said the, yeah. uh, they're looking at Jello and they're just like, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like. And the line is they want these people happier. In the you want to, you yeah. want to paint them. I say happier. I, the guy looks like he just discovered the m- m- missionary position or something. <laughs> yeah, the yes. missionary position. And yeah. and it's like, what are they so happy about? Jello.
0: Totally. There's like so much sorrow about the American dream in that one line. <laughs> yeah,
2: it, there, it's, it's just it's like happier. He's a, he was happier, um, but but it's um, you know it's a it's a cautionary tale. But but it is it, sure. it is it is a movie for now. He made it for now. Yeah, he did. It, I mean, but it doesn't. But it's also it, escapist, I think. It is escapist, yeah. but it doesn't. It's not rammed down your throat. It's not. No. It's like this is what the movie is. In fact, once I saw it, that's when I went, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's oh a movie. Oh my gosh, for today. this is really uh, because I grew up in that time. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I had a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful childhood. I had, I really, had an idyllic childhood. And you think about how many people didn't, right? Because they weren't allowed to. Yeah. Because they were different. And we certainly did not think about them then. We didn't. No. We d- I, We didn't. I didn't. Yeah. You know, it never crossed my mind. I thought everybody was me. Right. Of course. Yeah. And. Uh, it's, it's you know, it's different when you stand in somebody else's shoes and see the world through their eyes. And that's what Guillermo del Toro is doing with mm-hmm. this movie. And that's what movies can do. That's what the theater can do. You know, they can put you yes. in that other place with that other person mm-hmm. and watch their life through their eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's what storytelling should be. And, there's no, and you know, there's a word called empathy. And there's it's a beautiful word. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to think that... Nothing. If it doesn't concern you, it's not important. Is yeah. is just? It's it's a weird way to look at the world. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's irresponsible.
2: But it's easier. And, yeah. And you know, well, I didn't do this when I was a. I did it this way. So why can't you know? It's it's. Yeah. yeah but the situation's not quite the same with you. Mm-hmm. You had advantages. Other people. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Which is what I asked right. them. No, I didn't. Right. 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 Yes, I did.
0: Right. And how? And watching those stories and like experiencing that like you say it's not rammed down your throat but like if you're put in someone else's shoes very gently you're more
2: likely to realize your privilege or realize that you're well it's even subconsciously it's like it's not even even if you watch it and and enjoy it and and mm-hmm. get lost in it that's really a step that's a great step. Yeah. Without maybe not coming out of the theater and go, huh? Maybe I should. But um, sure. But it's there. It's yeah. there, and and it's 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 beautifully done. And and I think for the first week of reading this play, I wondered why it was in sixty two. And then all of a sudden, I went, oh, okay. It made sense to me. It makes everyone in the. Like I mean, Octavia's life, you know. uh, Yeah, uh, it's you know. I mean, we all have our own lives. Octavia has her own world. Yeah. Um. And but we all come together to help our friend. Yeah. Who who is the matriarch of this group? (laughs) This little motley crew, (laughs) right? That's true. And um, you know, she's the tough one, but Mm -hmm. she brings it out in us. You know. Yeah. She uh, as Giles. You know, once Giles. Well, the audience won't know what we're talking about because we're, we're talking about the a film that hasn't come out yet. The, the heist, but oh, I mean, uh-huh. once I figure out my outfit, I say, "Yes, we're ready."
0: That's know. <laughs> and you are. How old should I be? How old can I <laughs> right. say that I'm going to be? Right. You
2: do have a lot of the funniest lines in this movie. Just yeah, he's, which which is he's a funny guy. I mean, he's yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's it's um, he's he's pursuing things that are that he finds they're not really worth pursuing.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And pot. that's when he has that lovely kind of wake up. Like I almost feel like it is a growing up. It is like absolutely growing up. Recognizing his
2: responsibilities. and he says, "You're, you know, you're my only friend." And he said, "I don't know what this thing is, yeah. but I know it means everything to you. So I'll do yeah. whatever you want me to do."
0: Yeah, and I think because of that, and because of that moment where, where she pushes you,
2: the audience is in on it
0: too, in terms of yeah, the importance. Like yeah. that's and why I don't even I mean,
2: too. I, I say I. I gotta go. You're, you're yeah. ruining my day. That's basically what I say to yeah. her. This yeah. is an important day for me. Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. Why are you telling me this now? This is crazy. Uh, uh, I she have to go. You can't see it from her perspective, and yet. we can't help him anyway. We're nobody. We're nothing. So stop this. Mm-hmm. And he says, "When well, I, I just don't want to talk about this anymore." Uh, I, I mean, think the writing is just really cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, it also just makes
0: your character more interesting because if he were just like a deeply decent guy who made no, who's Eternally loyal and made only great moral decisions. It's couldn't uh, it's go interesting, anywhere. your
2: character, yeah, he couldn't go. Yeah, that—that's yeah. a supporting character like this that really does have an arc. An arc, okay, yeah. yeah, and he has a big one.
0: Do you think it's rare for a supporting role to have arcs? Um, it is rare, you know. Um, I guess that's the distinction between lead and supporting, almost.
2: Well, not necessarily. It's in bad scripts. It is, you know. Mm-hmm. You're, you, sometimes you're just there to. Move the story along, give exposition, which is always fun, mm-hmm. and and you know when it's clunky, it's clunky. Sure. Um, it yeah. takes a real skill to write exposition into a into a script yeah. that doesn't make it sound like, you know, two siblings are talking to each other and one says, "You're my brother," yeah, and
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> <is like> <laughs> our mom, like the next yeah, level of yeah. subtlety, is like our mom yeah. said,
2: our mom, who's as you know is five feet four <laughs> inches tall. <laughs> uh, he came down uh, wearing that red dress that you remember you bought her for her birthday. It's like uh, yeah, yeah. God. Who are we talking? To? Why don't we just turn to the screen and go? Uh, what's that? What's that uh, line in Spaceballs where uh, Rick Moranis is? Uh, oh. after the exposition, he turns to the camera. He goes, "Everybody got that? You know, that, <laughs> that's, that so that's what exposition is like yeah, in a movie. You know, cool. it's like, and it's just you see it over and over, and sure. you uh, you can spot it a mile away. Yeah. You just, just kind of go." really i don't yeah right right, right. yeah
0: it is everywhere yeah greta gerwig um said that she in her writing she for a long time she just had every every character enter every room at the start of every scene and like say hello and it's like you can just start in the middle of the scene you can start in like the middle of their conversation you don't have to have the
2: character say well hello i am (laughs) so-and-so her screenplay for lady bird is freaking brilliant yeah
0: yeah, did you see that? Yeah. Did you see that film? It's
2: one of the few really films I've seen. I have not yeah. seen anything. Yeah, but I saw it. I can't at, stop thinking at, at, about it. At Telluride. Oh, it's a fabulous film. Yeah, really fabulous.
0: Oh, you were at Telluride. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, awards. You've done the awards circuit yeah. several times mm. in several different awards circuits. Um, what would you say to an actor who's who's
2: new to that? Um, it's a lot of pressure, right? Well, it's it's it's. No, I, I, you know, you have to love the project. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. you know it's um, it's something that that if, if you're probably not going to get an award. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the bottom line. You're not going to get an award, or you're not getting, but you're probably not. Just likelihood. It's, yeah, yeah. It's just, you're just not. So, but but if you love what you, the project you're in, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of where you put your your um, energy to, mm-hmm. and and try to. Get people to see it because that's you know. But if you're on, you know, if you're out trying, I just it's just you have no control over anything, and uh, right. it's just the odds are they're not great. They're not great. There's and that's just there's part so of the... many great performances out right. there. There's just so many. Uh, so and, you just accept that that's part of the yeah, gig, almost. Yeah. Yeah. So, but 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 you know, Fox Searchlight mm-hmm. um, is so behind this film mm-hmm. that. To say no to doing things for it is yeah. is I think unfair. No, yeah. If if unless I'm working, I'm the only actor that's not working of the, the group. Oh. Everybody else is working. So <laughs> i <I'm, I'm, laughs> yeah. You could have had somebody really interesting in here, but I got no job, <laughs> that's so I'm, not I'm here. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, I mean, I, I don't and, and I, I don't really like it. My wife, my wife says, she said, look, if you're going to do it, don't complain about it. Mm. just That's do good it attitude. she said you, you love the film you love the visitor you, yeah. you bitched about having to do this and <laughs> the that red she said that. Well, "You know, oh boo hoo I feel so sorry for you she <laughs> said if you're going to do it shut up and do it yeah. and enjoy it don't yeah. do it half heartedly don't do it with with you know anger in your, or chip on your shoulder yeah. what's the point yeah. you know it's a simple thing but it's some, sometimes you need somebody to say that to you and and, yeah. and you and even now if I go oh and then I have to just stop Right now, stop. Right, don't. We don't hear. It's a that. good problem to have. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, it's 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 not a grind. It is not a grind. Yeah, good. you know, um, it's if you're an actor in films and have been as fortunate as I have been, and you don't love what you do, I feel bad for you. Yeah, because there's so many jobs you could do that are miserable. This should <laughs> not be one of them. I yeah. mean, it really should. Yeah, it doesn't mean there aren't times when it's. You're angry. I mean it's like anything else in life. But but this is this is a great way of course. to make a living. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Well, and it goes back to what you were saying about just – you didn't have a plan B. You never
2: – I. It's not that I, I – I wasn't – I didn't – I wasn't mm-hmm. smart enough to have a plan B. I drove a laundry truck for three months.
0: Oh, just uh, like in Shape of Water.
2: <laughs> yeah, just like – but I, I had – just like in Shape of Water, I yeah. had four accidents in, in – oh. In three months, yeah, and I realized you can't even drive a laundry truck, buddy. <laughs> so you better. I had no. I had no interest in anything else. I yeah, mean, I wanted to be an actor. Well, there you go. And but I remember my father saying, "Why don't you be a history major? Have, have that as a minor to fall back on." Uh huh. I say, well, you know, "What?" So I was going to write Hamilton. I don't know what. What was I going to do with a history <laughs> major? But um, yeah. So it that was it for me. It never occurred to me not to do it. Wow. And uh, you know, I talk to young people. That's it's the nice part about being older is that you do have a perspective on things, mm-hmm. and and you kind of see it through the long lens here, and you see the world and your career and what's happened with the. It was they say a career something you look back on. And It is true. Mm. And you know, I get sometimes young actors will ask me. Um, they're just there's a lot of doubt because it's tough. It's hard. And I say, if you're meant to do it, mm. you'll figure it out. You'll yeah. figure it out, and and you will. Uh, and if you're not, then you go. I nah, know this wasn't for me. Yeah, which is and, all right. But um, you'll know that too. Yeah. Um, but you know, and there's room. Seems like there's not, but there is. There's room. Right. And you just got to kind of have faith in that. Well, yeah, you just it's uh, the only thing you can control is your talent you can't control you can't control who hires you or fires you, but you can control your talent mm-hmm. and and that's that's the joy of it is try to get better try to get better all the time um Excellent. you know it's true for you're a musician or if you're a dancer or if you're a painter or a mm-hmm. sculpt you try to get better you try to get you try to become more human you try to mm. To just get better, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, that you can control. Mm-hmm. The rest of it you can't. That's excellent. I
0: always I, – we should wrap up and I always ask the, that question of like what is your number one piece of advice to, to early career actors? And mm-hmm. it sounds like that's it.
2: It is. It is. You know, it's – every actor I know has a different story. Mm-hmm. You know, the, people want to know well, what's. how do I do this? Should I try and get an agent? Should I, I say, you know, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And I mean I, I didn't have an agent until I was thirty seven years old. Right. Um no agent would talk to me. Um but but you can't control that. Mm. What you can control is how good you are. Yeah. And, and and you, if you have a belief in what you do, that's the yeah. I think that's I mean, the, you have to find some, you have to find a way in this profession, like any profession, and you have to believe that this is right for you. Mm. Doesn't mean it's right for everybody else. There's a million ways to do it. Right. You know, there's a million actors, and there's a lot of great ones, and they all have different ways of doing it. But for me, that was uh, that was the lesson for me mm-hmm. is that that's what I can control.
0: Yeah. You know, that's excellent advice. Well, Richard Jenkins, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. I definitely could have talked to Richard all day about his favorite artists and what makes him such a magnetic actor and and all of that wonderful acting advice. That was really great.
1: Oh, it was so good. And he's got such a varied and interesting history in the business. And the people he's worked with, mm-hmm. it's astounding, yes. really.
0: And you, yeah, and like he was saying, those people just make you up your game.
1: Absolutely, and, and his approach to acting in general was interesting. His philosophy and his mindset when he's in the moment.
0: You know. Yeah, well, and this idea of just living your life on screen and how much of that has to do with relaxing and mm. with letting go, which I think is easier said than done. I mean, putting myself in the shoes of a working actor on film Which I sometimes try to do when I'm talking to these people, and that it just seems much harder than it. I don't know. I don't know how they do it.
1: Yeah, particularly considering they've got lights and a crowd of people staring at them and cameras, and (laughs) it's amazing. Listen, if you're
0: a working actor and you're listening to this, more power to you. I have the most respect for your chosen profession. And like Richard Jenkins said, just keep persevering. I mean, (laughs) he. He took those train rides every day from Rhode Island down to New York just so that he could do that 10-second audition every every other day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and years later, he's at the Oscars.
0: (laughs) There he is, exactly. Well, that was great. Shall we roll credits? Yeah, I think so. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe for more interviews from the front lines of the industry's awards races in the Envelope is recorded at Lotus Productions and Hyperbolic Audio in New York City. Thanks, as always, to producer, editor, and all around podcast whiz, Jamie Muffett. You can follow him on Twitter at JamieMusicNYC. You can follow me, Jack Smart, on Twitter at Jack Thank you, of course, to the team at Backstage, the most trusted name in casting. That's Peter Rappaport, Mark Stinson, Francis Ramos, Rawan Al Khatib, and especially the astounding Casey Howe. For more awards and industry coverage, head over to Backstage.com. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time for another glimpse In the Envelope.